Just before the episode, I would like to thank all our Patreon members. You guys, the support means the world to me and helps keep this podcast going. And if you haven't signed up for Patreon yet, just so you know, Lindsay from formerly 33% Pulp and I cover a lot of different true crime and history media like The Keepers and the Paradise Lost series, as well as covering some topics that you guys probably wouldn't hear about otherwise. You know, we've covered the I Knew of Japan. We've covered Bernard Pernat, lots of different cases, as well as some surprise and different kinds of content such as crazy sci-fi movies comes up as well. So love if you would check it out. Thank you guys for all the support and allowing me to keep doing this for the past few years. So thank you. And now on to the episode. Let's talk about Ukraine. Yes. They only have (laughs) one hairstyle. I'll admit, I don't know where the Ukraine is. I know it's vaguely near that space between China and England, right? Yes. Draw a line from China to England, you might hit it at some point, right? So Mike, let me just, this Mike's back from hashtag cult, obviously, because we've gone chaotic right away mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm here for it yeah i had i did pitch my episode of rocco's modern life apparently it's not what this podcast is about i'm sorry yeah yeah it's okay i mean the conversation off mic was hurtful and frankly uh watch your mouth when you're talking about 90s nickelodeon so oh i love 90s well, nickelodeon that, TV, yeah so. you say that now on mike you should have heard <laughs> the mouth on her <laughs> before we got on the air you know that everyone's gonna be wondering because i don't give a fuck what i say on here so it's like what did i say off i know it's great it's great i like doing bits on nonfiction shows because people really buy into the like if we had committed to that they'd be like wow they must have really had a fight about rocco's modern life like oh my god that's so tense they just we, met we, oh we had a very intense debate about other things before we started recording again and it mainly about cleveland cities and it's fair yeah it's fair Go watch my video on Instagram about Ohio. Moved to Ohio, not a huge fan already. Um, you pick the worst time to move to because you're going to get winter in Cleveland, oh, which I is like, just I like depressing. winter. I'm more upset about the bugs you don't love out. Does, oh, the midges? Yeah. Does everybody know this? No. <laughs> nobody knows it. You guys try and pretend like Ohio's normal, except for our, our, our annual swarm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, sure, it's a normal state, except for the, the 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 biblical plague that happens once a year. No, 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 no. We're cool. We're chill. We're chill. We're chill. Don't ignore, like, ignore all of the bugs to the point where people have it's to so tell bad. you if you're going to move near a lake. They're like, you will be swarmed with bugs. You know that, right? And you think like, oh, like cicadas, like once every 25 years. They're like, no, just all the time, all the time. So I worked as a lifeguard at a pool by the lake and my parents at that point we had moved farther away from the lake so it wasn't a problem for us anymore like we didn't have to power wash our house every couple weeks during the summer do you hear that people (laughs) this is how they get away with it in ohio we don't have to power wash the bug carcasses from our house every couple weeks now mind you she said power wash every couple weeks meaning there's bugs on there all the time just not enough to warrant the mechanical device so intense it's not just called regular washing they've made it clear that it's for power and bug carcasses like it's something out of hp lovecraft with just as much racism because it's ohio so well, you're in Cleveland, so yeah. No, you get you get the Eastern European racism, which is a different type of weird racism. Guess but. what? I'm from the East Coast. <laughs> it's all just racism to me. So, <laughs> but there's no midges are. They're also called Canadian soldier. 
course. And they're, they literally live for like Of course, because Ohio manages to be the only country in the world xenophobic of Canada. Good job, Ohio. <laughs> Good job. It's, it's really just Cleveland. This is just a Cleveland thing, I think. <sighs> um, but they swarm every summer over the lake, and they don't do anything besides annoy the crap out of you, which is why I don't think anybody talks about it, because we're just all like, why do you think people from Cleveland are so annoyed all the time? Because <laughs> we don't talk about it and we just roll. Here's the two things I know about Cleveland. One, the bugs. And two, uh, 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 that, that, that comic artist who was also famous for being miserable. Uh, what's his name? Oh, man, why am I blanking on his name? Anyway, I'll think of it later. He's and a- our river caught on a bunch. It's not, it's we not we made a beer out of it. It's fine. That's how we go. So anyway, a place slightly better than Ohio. Ukraine. Ukraine. So the Ukraine is, we've already covered the whole podcast. I know you guys didn't like it because it's a genocide and I probably shouldn't have put that in the title and I tricked you. But we're not talking about genocide this time. We're talking about the Orange Revolution. So Ukraine is in the steppe, so just south of Russia, and it's known as the breadbasket of the steppe. Fun facts. Question. Why is it the? They don't do that for any other country. There is a lot of debates about that. Okay. And I think it's a language thing and a delineating themselves from Russia thing. Okay. Because they have a lot of issues with Russia. Got it. Can we start going by the Cleveland? Uh, have you not heard of the the Ohio State University? They trademarked it. They tried to trademark the and like Ohio <laughs> University and then tried to sue other Ohio universities. Yeah, let's not even get into University of Miami. Bad job, Ohio. Not even close. No one else has done that. I, okay, sorry. The Ukraine. <laughs> the Ukraine. So we're going to start December 1st, 1991, when Ukraine votes for independence. Again, dissolution of the Soviet Union. They elect Leonid Krakowicz. Again, I'm sorry, I don't speak Ukrainian or Russian. You're welcome for these pronunciations. As president. And Ukraine had the second largest population and economy of all the 15 Soviet republics. So for Russia to lose this is a big hit. We, we know that in February 1994, they joined NATO. Partner, NATO's Partnership for Peace, which, remember, NATO was created to go against the Soviet bloc. So this is great for a lot of Russians, new Russian state. They're like, our former our former colonies, quote unquote, are joining NATO. Not a great and this, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all I've got to say about this is I still knew none of this about the Ukraine. Education, man. I know. And so this is, uh, the Partnership of Peace is a collaborative arrangement open to all non-NATO European countries and post-Soviet states. So anybody could join it. Ukraine and Hungary are the fifth and sixth members of the partnership. Russia would become a partnership later. So they could do like joint activities like military exercises until 2014 when NATO would formally suspend ties with Russia. We see that becoming a big deal. We have in 94 as well, Kuchma becomes president. Uh, He defeated, he was the former prime minister, also named Lenoid. It's a common name. Wait till we get to the actual uh, election and revolution we're talking about. So he defeated President Lenoid Krakowicz and... <laughs> you are landing them. Keep going. <laughs> I'm, com- I'm just going with confidence. Yeah. And this is the first time an incumbent had been defeated in a presidential election in a former Soviet republic, which as we- is pretty significant for these republic. But Kuchma's presidency is really marked by slow growth, economic crisis, rampant corruption they ratify their new constitution in 1996 and it technically i'm gonna say technically has separations of powers like you know we do technically but the president still holds significant sway he can dismiss the prime minister 
rescind acts of the cabinet, you know, minor things. I always find this stuff fascinating because like I I speak Chinese, the language itself. Um, and it's so interesting because one of the things you'll hear a lot when people talk about America is they'll be like, well, America is a relatively new country. And it's like when you look at the history of like especially Russia and China, you're like, uh, actually, we're like one of the oldest countries. Most countries in their like long history have reorganized and like totally dissolved and come back. Like we're one of the few countries that has like kept a, the same organization for like 200 plus years. Like that doesn't happen in the modern age. Cause like 91, this is like recent that these things became like new countries and like are totally like reformed. So it's always, it's always weird when people say, I think they just mean it in terms of like cultural hats and music dance like that. Like, Oh, we're a new country. We're an old, we're not an old country. Yeah. But we're a teenage country. But we're, really. But we're if not- you look at it, we're a teenage country. Cause if you compare it to like Europe, which we can't count France, who knows? But they've all had, they've all had restructurings. Like all of those countries just restructure constantly. We are, we are like one of the few countries that is still like hanging on to our same governmental structure. Like we haven't been like totally just dissolved and started again, you know? That is amazing to think about. Yeah, that we haven't said, fuck it, let's try something else. Which makes us an old country. It makes us a really old country comparatively. Those countries have just like existed over time, but it's not the same country. Like Mongolia, I don't know if anybody knows this, like is not run by Attila the Hun. And he, like, it's a different situation there. Like, you know what I mean? So it's like Mongolia isn't older than America. It's significantly newer than America because they restructure and do all these different stuff all the time. It's a weird historical thing that I think gets like pushed out there that we're a young country because we don't have like a traditional food or anything that like predates I. We do. We just killed it all. Yeah, Um, (laughs) that's true, too. So the good thing the Constitution guaranteed was free speech, private property and recognize Ukrainian as the sole state language which the Russian and Soviet state attempted and very successfully tried to get rid of the Ukrainian language in the 20s and 30s and 40s and 50s. So we also see in April 2001, the Prime Minister Yushchenko uh, was ousted and missed a reform movement. Uh, he got now, re- reform up. movement was English. You did great on Yushchenko, and then, and then you lost. Your- <laughs> Question the reform movement. <laughs> you, you, you were like, reform? I was still debating it. <laughs> Uh, so he got a no confidence motion from parliament and he stepped down, but the vote was carried out by allies of Kuchma, the president, and everybody was kind of shocked when he had nominated Yushchenko to be prime minister in 1999. So they were all like, this is it. Like that Cardi B TikTok, like, this is weird. This is suspicious. (laughs) Now, the only thing I know vote of no confidence from is uh, Attack of the Clones with Jar Jar Binks? I have blacked out. Those are good movies. Everyone calm down. Um, so Yushchenko and his deputy, uh, Yulia Tymoshevich. You nailed it. <laughs> no, I didn't. Let me... If you're listening, Yulia, let us... Tymoshevich. Tymoshevich. Uh, had bit, they, had, they were really pushing through energy sector reforms, which if you know about that region and Russia's post-Soviet things. This made them very unpopular with uh, Kuchma's oligarch supporters because, like, Russia and Ukraine and a lot of these former Soviet regions have their societies really built on oligarchs. I'm not saying the U.S. isn't also built on oligarch, but we're not talking... Orgogarch, but based on ogre, different to clarify. <laughs> Which I don't think had come out at this, but okay. 
It, it, it had not yet. It had not yet. But the spirit of get out of my swamp was there. Yes. So right as this is happening, we have the Gong disease assassination and the Kushmagate crisis. So Georgi Gonzades, he was a Ukrainian journalist and the founder of Yarkensky Prava, which is an internet newspaper that was prominent for publishing about corruption and unethical co- conduct of politicians, Ukrainian co- politicians. He was kidnapped and murdered in 2000. Wow. Yeah. Reese, that's So that's after. Is, what year are we up to now in this We're happening? We're in 2000. So, oh, okay. So this is before Yushchenko gets ousted. But this is like happening alongside of them trying to do all these. Got it. Um, got it. No one personally said that Kuchma murdered him. Not not going there, but like there were some hints, hints, nudge, nudges that he had ordered it. Now are yeah. we in danger? That's why I said hint, hint, nudge, nudge. It's allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. It's not allegedly dead. Are we in danger? Should we be worried? No. Okay. Are this is far sh- enough away. We're not threatening. Is it, We're good. Is it though? Because it's it's. <laughs> is it though? Because. 2000 is like Spider-Man 1, right? That's 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 not that far off, you know? So this murder inspires the movement against Kuchma, which will continue to go into the Orange Revolution four years later, on top of the fact that Yushchenko got ousted, and his name is Victor, so, and we're going to have... This is the Battle of the Two Victors. It's with similar names. What was the other so name? I'm going to be sorry. Le- Leopold? What was, this, what was the other? Leopold. Yeah, the first two presidents were Le- Leonoid. Don't yeah, annoy Leonoid. the Leonoid. Um, so, after his first two terms as president, the cassette scandal... Kuchma was like, yeah, I'm not going to run in 2004. He goes, I'm going to put my prime new prime minister, Viktor Yankovich, to it. go again. And like Viktor Yushchenko. So we have the two Viktor. So Viktor Yankovich and Viktor Yushchenko running against each other. It's going to get it's tough. A- <laughs> yeah. So why did the Orange Revolution happen? Because this is kind of, you know, a predecessor to what happened in 2011 in Ukraine. With the Soviets invading, or I shouldn't say Soviets, the Russians invading, <laughs> but not invading, because Putin said they weren't there, but they were there. I was laughing. <laughs> I was laughing at the idea that like we still have a problems. Like that, that in the year was like, oh wait, it's not the Soviet Union. That's pretty like funny to me that that happened. So, <laughs> considering I wasn't alive at any point during the Soviet Union, or so I say. Who's to say? It's really the regime before that created this path. It was based on a, quote, competitive authoritarian regime, end quote. You know, it's fine. They were like, it's a hybrid. It's, you know, authoritarian, but we're also going to let democracy and a market economy come up because that works. So, yeah, that's dictatorship. What's the idea? It's a dictatorship, but they allow capitalism. Yeah, but they fake it. But there was widespread (laughs) uh, election (laughs) fraud. There was what? Oh, that's better. Oh, okay. It's fake. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, now I enjoy. Yeah, great. (laughs) Yeah. So they had widespread election fraud. Um, even as the Ukrainian people wanted a more pluralistic government, they wanted more of a democracy or open government. Of course they do. It's, but it's authoritarian. I thought we all agreed we would be authoritarian. Of course you want stuff that we don't want, but that's not the deal. What happened? You guys signed the contract. It's authoritarian. (laughs) You didn't agree. You didn't know you agreed to this? It's, yeah, guys, no, you agreed to be I t- for me to be the authority. So you can't ask for stuff. Guys, it was in the terms and conditions something. on that iTunes you thing. You gotta agree to, 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 we're using cookies. We've already used cookies, but somehow you clicking okay is non okay. They, he had, so Kuchma had the cassette scandal 
and this really showed you know the corruption and so the people are starting to create a social reform movement and they really are just kind of not they're like fuck the ruling elite in class like our president doesn't care our president's scandalous and the like kushma actually lost because of the scandal lost a lot of like his supporters high-ranking supporters in the government and interestingly a lot of his officials went to support yushenko's campaigns and his general and yushenko really had kind of become this i figure that this reform movement's getting pulled around he was really charismatic he didn't like people like he oh he's not corrupt let me tell you he has his issues later on there's issues that happen but and he put himself on the same level as his constituents presented uh non-soviet like ideas he's like i want to do things that aren't the soviet way aren't the old way and ukraine's youth came out to vote heavily in the 2004 presidential election they you know they came of age to this negativity of kuchma gate they had very like skewed views of him and his ability and like because you have to remember yushenko was handpicked by kuchma but everybody was like we don't like him guy please just be nice at the cock that's all we're asking <laughs> but it showed a lot of like they showed a lot of pride in being ukrainian and in their nation they wanted to make it better well, we know starting in late 2002, Viktor Yushchenko led the Our Ukraine Party, Oleg Zangsar Morov, who led the Socialist Party of Ukraine, Petro Saimovka, who led the Communist Party of Ukraine, and Yulia Tymoshenko uh, had her own bloc, built together a statement saying they were like working on the beginnings of a state revolution in Ukraine. So this is a left alliance. Saimovkov. Uh, opposed an idea of putting a single candidate forward for the election, but they agreed to do so. They would actually remain allies until 2006, which for political allies and like coalitions, good for them. What is it, two years? Uh, They got four. Four. They got four years. That's that's pretty solid in political terms. So this is this is 2002. Yeah, to we're, the, we're in t- the 2004 election. They're working in 2002. They're building this. And we see in 2000, July 2004, our Ukraine and Julia Tymoshenkov bloc worked together to establish the Forces of the People, which was a coalition which aimed to stop, quote, the destructive process that has, as a result of the incumbent authorities, become a characteristic of uh, for Ukraine, end quote. So they were really pushing that President Lenoid Kuchma and Prime Minister Viktor Yankovic, Yankovic yeah, were the incumbent authorities Yanni. in Ukraine. So I know nothing about Ukrainian history. I'm trying to keep up with the time. I am doing it through looking up movies. So this year in America, A Shark Tale, The Girl Next Door, The Day After Tomorrow, Tobey Maguire, and The Polar Express. So that's how I'm keeping track of all of this. So we were very happy at that time is what you're telling Troy, yeah, things are good. So, and meanwhile, Ukraine is going through this very critical election to see if they can peacefully transition power. We were going through stuff too. 51st dates came out this year. Okay, there was hard times in America. (laughs) I did not think that. God, I feel because I remember that coming out. How about 13 Um, going on 30 came out that year too. So this pact that they had built had Yushchenko promising to nominate Tamyanko. Tam- I feel like I'm saying it different each time. Yeah, definitely. It's Tam- okay. <laughs> Tamyanko as prime minister. So Yulia would become prime minister if Yushchenko won the election. So we have the campaign, which is crazy. It, it goes crazy. So you have Yankovic, who is supported by the incumbent, and Yushchenko, who like both of them have experience in 
the modern Ukrainian government. Both of them served in co- parliament. Both of them have been in like uh, the federal branch of government. Like they're they're not outsiders at all. Well, the Yankovich team and the outgoing administration really worked to use the their control of the government and state apparatus to intimidate Yushchenko and his supporters. Interestingly, September 2004, Yushchenko suffered dioxin poisoning under mysterious circumstances. What's dioxin? So, dioxide or dioxin? Dioxin. Dioxin. It up. Right, um, I'm going to look it up. In the meantime, I'll also look up movies that happened in 2005. Dioxin. Hold on. Are you toxic shit? Should have fucking known that. It's a aromic hydrocarbon hydro hydrocarbon compound oh of course <laughs> don't say anything else i know it exactly um, it's a byproduct of herbic- herbicides and disinfectants and other agents um gross so it's basically poison he was poisoned uh by the specific ditoxin and he survived and returned to the campaign trail and there's like pictures of him he like i think he almost died like his face like you could tell like he the differences and you're just like shit and what year was that um, hmm? and that was 2005 2004 Still like this 2004. is during the presidential okay, election okay. Still, yeah. like they're campaigning to be president and he gets poisoned on the trail good 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 cool cool yeah um his face is severely disfigured and it really undermined his health as well so throughout the whole election they're neck and neck they held the first round of votes october well halloween 2004 and yankovic won 39.2 percent of the bit and yushchenko won 39.87 it's like of the votes cast but since they didn't win more than 50 percent they have to do a runoff so when this happened olisar morris threw his support behind yushchenko and and then we have the progressive party natalia viterenkov who got almost one one and a half percent of the vote she goes i'm gonna support Yankovic, and he also hoped to get P- Petro Semenko's endorsement, but he didn't get it. So, like, people who had, were running, they're like, okay, I'm supporting this person, I'm supporting this person. They're going between the two. But there seemed to be many complaints coming out regarding voting irregularities in favor of Yankovic during the first round of voting. So they're like, you guys are doing shady shit. I remember thinking at the time, you know, it was happening. That taxi came out in October with Queen Fallon. It was getting made fun of, man. You needed to. Okay, buddy. I thought they had good chemistry on screen. That's what I, when this was that, I remember not hearing about them and saying, hmm, what do I think about taxi, Jimmy? Which is sad that this wasn't getting the attention. <laughs> well, but more. It's America. Look, We're very look, selfish. Look. Look, people not getting rights, unfair election, or Queen Latifah not really getting a fair shot. I feel like you're kind of taking the side of human rights as opposed to Queen Latifah. <laughs> I don't know that I can keep doing this episode. Okay, keep going. <laughs> um, however, because neither party got significant votes, they're like, it's like it's null and void. We're not dealing with this. They scheduled the runoff for November 21st. Pora activists were arrested in October 2004, and they were released... So they were basically protesting and like trying to push for Yushchenko, but apparently Kuchma's personal order was to release them. And so the opposition's like, we are gaining momentum. Yushchenko's supporters begin to adopt the color orange as the color of his campaign. And this is where we get the idea of, you know, the orange revolution. Cause there was, I mean, let me tell you, there was a shit ton of orange, like the main squares in Kiev and other cities had orange flags and people really protest. This is where we see some labels such as the oranges, which is Parmarskis, 
Steve? Oh, wait, hold on. Let's see if there's a new app on the, the whatchamacallit, on the iPhone that like reads it for you. I don't know if Ukrainian is in it. Hold on. Is Ukrainian its own language? It's not just Russian? I'm sorry if that's yes. hateful. Okay, but is the word for orange different in both? I don't know. Let's find out. What did you say? Pomovar can chivi? So bad. Let's see if this is it. Hold on. Now, we're not saying they're the same language. I'm saying some words might be similar, and orange might be one of them. Nope. Not even close. Nope. <laughs> nope. Wrong. Wrong, everyone. It's not the same. We have no way of knowing how to say these. No. I don't. I could have Googled. Yeah. That was my bad. But so there begins to be more protests coming up as the runoff election vote comes in and you know official counts begin really having different results from the exit polls so the exit polls gave yushenko an 11 percent lead but the official results gave yankovic a three percent win so that's kind of a big big difference you know so what was the deal it was the annoying orange who did it well the oranges are like hey we were winning by all the exit polls significantly like 11 percent is a pretty big deal and how did he win by like the other guy win by three percent so the like government guy yankovic's supporters claim that yushenkov's connections to the ukrainian media media really was the reason why this was going through they're like oh it was the media's fault mm. but yushenko's team like basically started being like Here's all this evidence of electoral fraud in favor of Yankovic, witnessed by not just local, but foreign observers. So they're like, we have this evidence. And they're like, hmm. how did they do it? How did they actually do the election? Do you have any info on that? So, you know, in some regards, we know that they just stuff ballots like they will literally walk up and just take instead of having like one, they will fill out a bunch and just shove it in there. Okay. This is the level of, of crime I usually associate with older technology, like ballot, like uh, voting fraud. Okay, I'm glad to hear mm -hmm. this. Because essentially it's like, if you get caught, it's just like, like, how do you just like, okay, one vote for this guy, six votes for this guy. Like, wait, how did you get, like, it's literally the most basic cheating in the world. So I always wonder how people like actually get caught. Because it's just like, just lying. Like, it's just lying. You know what I mean? Or even like having people vote multiple times, um, having the people at like counting the votes, like just get rid of votes. Like there's a bunch of ways to do it. And like, I was like, there's foreign observers. They're not going to lie. Well, I guess they could lie if they were afraid they could get out of the country, but then like be like, hey, no, it was clearly stolen. But yeah. So these are similar to what happened during the first Yushenkov's campaign publicly called for a protest on election day when as soon as they found out like... There were leaflets printed and distributed uh, by the Democratic Initiatives Foundation announcing Yushchenko had won based on the basis of exit polls. So the next day, there are massive protests in cities across Ukraine. The main one is going to be in Kiev's Maiden, basically Ukraine's <laughs> Independence Square. It's, I don't even know. I don't even know, and I don't want to butcher it. It's, it's well, a it's lot. It's too late for not butchering. There's two Zs in it, and I, I the end is nasty. But I don't know the beginning part and it scares. So there were five, uh, 500,000 participants in that square. Just that square. And there are multi like, there's large protests across Ukraine. So we know on November 23rd, they peacefully march in front of the headquarters of Rvekanova Rada, which is the parliament, wearing orange, carrying orange flags. You know, the color of his campaign. And All that orange makes yeah. me think of is I don't know if you follow um, Asian pop groups at all. Your, your black, no. pink, the nine. Uh, there's always an official color and then an official color for each member. That's all I'm thinking about is pop mega groups from China. I like it. Yeah. They have like little light up sticks 
that you bring to concerts to like show your support for a member it's on, on pretty much lisa from black to, uh, that's how i'm in sure it's yeah some dude was poisoned to not win the presidency so yeah yeah i mean yeah again but this is feel like we're just gonna disagree on things like yeah obviously this is somewhat important but like I really, I, I feel like I dropped it, but like you were really mean about Queen Latifah earlier and like, <laughs> and Jimmy Fallon. And I let that go. And now it's like, you don't want to talk about Korean pop groups. It's because I still have like, I'm halfway through. Oh God. <laughs> when did we get to the killing? So at the time we have the activist, Pariska Koroka was later bestowed with the order of Princess Olga. And so like, there's a lot of really prominent reformist activists out here as well. The day, be- like the day of it, Pora, the group, Took, overtook the management of the protest in Kiev until the end of uh, the demonstration. So they're, like, they're organized. And remember, it's November in Ukraine. It's fucking freezing out there. Local councils in Kiev, Lviv, and other cities actually passed with support of their constituents' uh, symbolic refusals to accept the legitimacy of the official election results. And Yushchenko took a symbolic presidential oath. It was in the half-empty parliament chambers. It lacked the, but it only had his like leaning faction so it's not legal no and it was really to show that they were not going to accept compromise yeah i remember thinking at the time national treasure just i hope they make a second i remember when this was happening that's all i was i remember not seeing news every day i was not thinking about the ukraine man that national was that a good man and we, he wasn't the guy the guy from uh, hbo's game of thrones was in that but we didn't know about it some people it's weird people had already started reading and nicholas cage could have stolen this election yeah that, yeah, so we were going through our own thing because we didn't have a Declaration of Independence. That was so scary. It was so scary, guys. So, Yushchenko's, like, some believe that Yushchenko should have taken a more confrontational ro- route rather than having a fake presidential oath. But he's like, it looks like it will lend to legitimacy rather than his rival who tried to gain the president fraud and intimidation. There's also, at this time, in eastern and southern Ukraine where Yankovic's strongholds are le- actions leading to the belief that Ukraine is going to divide. They're going to break off based off of And these are the areas when you think back to 2011 that were initially uh, taken over by the Russians. So the scale of demonstrations just got bigger and bigger. Um, on some days, they had up to 1 million people in the street. It is believed that a total of 18.4% of Ukrainians have claimed to take part in the Orange Revolution all all across the country, which is for the size of the country, they have millions, like I'd exact, but it's like, that's like tens of millions who took action. That's crazy. Because of this. Yushchenko begins to enter into negotiations with uh, Kuchma, an effort to peacefully resolve the resolution, but they broke up on the 24th. So this is all happening over a couple days. Because remember, the runoff election was the 21st, three days later. Yankovic was officially certified the victor by the Central Election Commission, which allegedly was involved in the faking of the results. And it, it was like, apparently there was a, a an illegal computer server to manipulate results. And I was just like, damn, you guys aren't playing around. Okay, that's what I was looking a- for, was like real tech. Because, like, to me, it just seems, like, so basic. Just, like, literally, like, you ever see gangs in New York? Mm-hmm. And they just, like, make the people keep voting over and over again? Like They that, shave them. Yeah, yeah. That's, like, that's, like, the level of, like, what I'm always thinking with. Because it's just, like, literally lying. I like that there was some technology. But you have to remember, it's, like, a 2004 computer, too. Yeah, I'm just waiting for you to say December 2004 so I can talk about Fat Albert. That's been my main thing, is waiting to get through the different... So, after the next morning, Yushchenko spoke to his supporters in Kiev, and they were like, let's have a series of mass protests, general strikes, sit-ins to cripple the government and force it to concede. And this is what I give, like people don't give the 
like Eastern Europeans and like the Soviet blacks, they love a good protest and a good strike. And they do very well at them. I have no idea. Do they do they do but they actually like they get like big strikes going? That's like a thing they're good at? Yeah, that's uh so the 1918 Russian Revolution, I think it was the October Revolution because there was two that year and they have a different calendar at that point. Um they like there were mass like strikes, mass protests from all over sectors of the country because they were starving and they were really losing the war and they're like what the fuck is going on? I will eventually cover it. I find that like the lead up to the Bolshevik power fascinating because it like could have been stopped so many different ways. And when that was happening was in night, I was just like thinking about how Tarzan of the Ape. Okay, um, but like I want to see a kind of you know less action oriented version, but more talk. You know, a dog's life was not mm-hmm. great that Charlie Chaplin came out with. You know, Tarzan wasn't too good either. No real winners. You know? I remember thinking there wasn't really at all. So Yushchenko announced the creation of the Committee of National Salvation which would declare a nationwide strike. And in December 2004, the Ukrainian Supreme Court finally broke this political deadlock. They decided that the scale of electoral fraud really made it impossible to establish the election results. Therefore, official results were not valid. And so Yankovic could not get the presidency. They demanded a runoff to be held December 26, 2004. So Christmas, like the day after Christmas, Boxing Day. Yeah, around when Fat Albert. That movie was bizarre. I've never seen it. I always thought the look was cool. I, I thought they did a good job like making those cartoons real. But now it feels weird because Bill Cosby was Yeah, really of course it feels that. weird. That's the <laughs> subtext. We're not talking about that. Keenan Thompson didn't do anything. No, Keenan Thompson is a gem. So... This decision is seen as a victory for Yushchenko's camp. They were against Yankovic, who were like, let's just do an entirely new election instead of a runoff. Because yeah, what's the difference? Clearly, he was not. They were probably going to have start completely over where there could be more candidates so they could like fix it better, I guess, and get more votes uh, where Yushchenko would like they could probably hopefully get him out. And remember, they all the campaigning is how he got poisoned in the first place. Correlation, not causation. But anyway, let's keep going. Yeah. Um, So we know earlier that month, parliament had amended the laws to provide a legal framework for the new round of elections, which were approved in the constitution, which also implemented political reform, which Kuchma backed as he was as the incumbent. He was like, okay, let's do some compromise between acting authorities, opposition. This is how pissy, Yankovic was. He was like, my victory in the election was, quote, taken away. Quote, he gave, he's like, I gave up the victory in order to avoid bloodshed. Quote, I did not want mothers to lose their children and wives to lose their husbands. I did not want dead bodies from Kiev to flow down to the prov. I did not want power. I did not want to assume power through bloodshed. End quote. Uh huh. You just wanted to steal it. It's fine. Well, but to a certain extent, that is kind of what, that is kind of like, I mean, it's not like you could say it like self-righteously, right? But it is also kind of like, yeah, that's like, that's the whole deal. Cause you cause, you know what I mean? Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. If you cause turmoil, you cause, you cause. It's like when people, it's like when people are like, oh, I didn't want to cause a fuss. You did, but you caused a, it's, it's fine that you caused a fuss, but that's like, why is that? That doesn't make it better that you caused a fuss. Like you're definitely yeah. causing a fuss. It's either fine. The fuss is the fuss either way. It's go- you're, You already caused it. So don't act all remorseful now, you know? Yeah. So on December 26th, the revote was held under intense motherfucking scrutiny by local and international observers. The preliminary results 
announced by the Central Election Committee on December 28th gave Yushchenko and Yankovic. So Yushchenko got 51.99% and Yankovic got 44.2%, which showed plus 5% for Yushchenko and minus 5% for Yankovic compared to... How many How many millions is the difference? Um... I don't have the millions of number, but I, it's like pretty significant, you know. That's a lot. of. You definitely need a computer. Yeah. You need at least AOL 7. Because right now the population of Ukraine is 40. So five it's a significant million. number of people that like It's like, fi- five, like 5 million or 5 votes? Assuming everybody voted, yeah. But of course, Yankovic's team was like, we're going to do a legal attack to this election and... They're like, it's Ukraine, like going to the courts and the election commission to complain. However, you know, both are swept aside, like, just like, no, these don't have merit. January 10th, 2005. Again, remember, we started this in like April. The election commission officially declared Yushchenko the winner of the presidential election um, with the final results falling within 0.01% of the preliminary ones. So that's pretty fucking accurate and this would allow for him to become the president of ukraine and and anything else he wins is there like is there yeah this is this is the end of it does he get but he doesn't get like suppliers just yeah he did this just to be president not even like a few xbox gold points getting nothing like a free trial of netflix 30 days netflix free (laughs) no no, i don't think i don't was netflix a thing 2004 it would have been close, yeah. It would have been a, a, a mail-in thing by then, the, yeah. the DVDs. So he has a very tumultuous couple years of presidency. Like, their coalition fell apart. And interestingly, he's he has a political downturn in 2010. And so, like, literally five years later, where Yankovic runs again against Yulia Tymoshenko. And so, you know, they have another runoff. It goes on. And Yankovic gets presidency. But you see... This is all setting up to the 2011 crisis because like none of the shit had been dealt with that was leading to the problems like they tried to do stuff. But then there was so much political infighting that it basically set up for another basically revolution. And that is Ukraine's orange revolution. Yeah. And speaking of 2010, just so I can, it reminds color orange tough sacrificing yourself to one film that came out that has all of that in. That's a seven. Oh my God. Yeah. That's kind of this revolution. It's 127 hours and you're just like, what the fuck is happening? I think, I think it's the color orange. Someone, Mm -hmm. someone has to damage themselves to to do the right thing to win. Eat rocks because rocks are evil is what that movie's moral is, (laughs) is it's a moralist movie. I feel like we need more stories like 127 hours to really like get the world. No, no reason why. No reason why not. Life goes on. Pretty shit. So Mike, do you want to tell everyone where they can find you? Hashtag cult.org. We need a jingle. I used to have a jingle. I don't like doing plugs. I only do a plug for hashtag cult because it's a good cause. It's about, you know, we're investigating this cult. We're trying to stop cults on the internet in our most loftiest way, stop men abusers on the web and educate people about cults. But I, I don't like doing plugs. I think they sound very like, so I try to like, it's new to me to be plugging stuff again. I might have a jingle you want to write. If you because those people are definitely alive. If you were a part of the Orange Revolution, write me a jingle. What else? Trying not to be taken over by Russia. Right, but whatever. Like, yeah, that's like some of your day. You still have an iPhone and a guitar. Like, write me a jingle. That's all I'm saying. It's like they're not throwing out their guitars and doing that all the time. Or PM. You know, just write me a quick jingle. I'm sad that you won't be back for the next episode. I've been having a lot of fun doing a lot of bits. Yes. Many, 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 <laughs> many. I'll see you next week, listener, with a new, new guest. Hello, all of you fantastic listeners. I'm Erica. And I'm Billy. And we're the hosts of Martinis and the Macabre. A comedy podcast discussing morbid murders. You don't, I was going to try just a nibble. 
Do you like true crime? I killed him and cooked him. Do you wonder about morbid history? What are you doing with that hammer? <laughs> Do you laugh at inappropriate topics? Open mouth, cut off top of head. <laughs> then we cordially invite you to our cocktail hour so you too can build up a tolerance for booze and body bags. You got a body in these? Well, it's not a Friday. <laughs> Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, and most other podcast apps by searching Martinis and the Macabre. And then sit back and laugh at the worst the world has to offer. Cheers! Domesticity, we're available on all podcatchers. Remember to rate, review, subscribe to help spread the word or just force other people to listen to it. Our Facebook and Twitter are at Domestic Podcasts and our Instagram is at The Cult of Domesticity. We also have podcast merch at Threadless. Uh, as well, if you want to support us financially or show some appreciation, we have a PayPal tip jar and a Patreon, which has some pretty great perks. Any topic suggestions, feel free to email us at domesticpodcast at gmail.com. Remember to stay domestic and cult-free. <laughs> <laughs>